Hey, everybody. I'm Susanna Mars, and welcome to Adventures in Artslandia. I'm talking to Tim Stapleton, a multidisciplinary artist who lives in Portland. He's a resident artist at Artist Rep and is the scenic designer for... I and You, which is opening on May 20th. His career in scenic design has spanned over 40 years. His short stories, paintings, and poetry have been published by Inkwater Press, Pine Mountain Sand, and Gravel Literary Journal, Mission at 10th, and online by 4 and 20 short form poetry. The Verse Marauder and I'm from Driftwood. Tim holds an MFA in creative inquiry. Welcome, Tim. Thank you. Yeah, oh my lord. I just, I love reading your bio because it's so inspiring. First of all, I have to ask you about creative inquiry. Can you define oh, yeah. that? That's such a wonderful term. Well, uh, I went down to uh, uh, the California Institute of Integral Studies and studied with a couple of writers. One guy, uh, Neely Tarkovsky, who was the end of the sort of beat era, uh, and uh, studied with them for two years. Uh, mm-hmm. as mentors and did a lot of writing and I wanted to write a play and they said, well, I think you have too much information, so let's do a book. Oh, <laughs> so I was in the process of doing that, but that's what the, I studied aesthetic and, uh, you know, that sort of esoteric kind of stuff. But anyway. You bring such an incredible bed of knowledge for every job, and I know because I've worked with you, and how do you kind of organize your process, being that you're an expert in, in literature, in aesthetic, in, you know, scenic design is where you're working now with INU, but how do you kind of border up what you want to bring? Uh, well, you know, with theater, it's a lot of givens. I mean, you have to honor the playwright, always, and, and then you have all those givens of time, money, space. Mm-hmm. you know, workforce, all of that. With writing, it's a solitary art form as well as painting. So I just, you know, if I get spurred on by the muse, I just jump in. I try to keep myself going with those different things every day. You know, I write a little bit every day. I don't always paint every day. I, I'm painting a lot these days, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it just depends on what the project is, and I just approach it um very fresh, uh, as though I've never done anything before. How do you wake up to that? What do you mean, how do I wake up to that? Well, how do you put yourself in a position of uh, psychologically that you've never uh, done it before? How do you bring yourself to that innocence? Uh, well, with the play, of course, if I've never read it, I read it, and that's that. You, know? mm-hmm. <laughs> you, have, to, you have to go from there and then talk with, of course, the director. Mm-hmm. With writing, it's usually on by nature or music or a conversation with someone where a certain kind of sentence or words come out and I tend to write them down and then go back and look at that and see where that can go Hmm. Um, and sort of stream of consciousness. Mm -hmm. Uh, Painting is pretty much stream of consciousness for me now too because I can't paint like I used to. So uh, with painting, you know, you just stare at the blank canvas and something happens. Mm-hmm. Or it doesn't happen, you know. Sometimes nothing happens. But um, I tend to work, I have all my career worked in what I would call series of concepts. And I'll do, you know, 9, 11, you know, paintings uh, based around a certain concept. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and so that keeps me going fresh every time to try to decide what's new about the concept. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And it's interesting because you bring up the blank canvas, which I love because of Sunday in the Park with George. And because the blank canvas is a, a tangible good for an artist, you know when you have it, when there's nothing because it's tangible. Whereas if, as a writer, I guess there's a blank page, you think of what 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 defines emptiness for you as an artist and how do you start to fill it up? Well, you know, with a blank page, a blank page is a lot scarier to me, by mm, the way, mm. uh, than a blank canvas. Blank canvas, you can make a mark on, mm-hmm. and then you can add to that mark or subtract from that mark or mm-hmm. cover the mark or something. With writing, it's a bit scarier because words obviously have strong meaning, mm-hmm. and you, it's best to choose them wisely, I guess. Mm. I, oh, by the way, uh, Sunny in the Park with George has... Uh, one of my favorite lines in all musicals. Mm. Um, uh, George is painting in the studio, and anyway, he's this, the whole dot 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 song, and uh, mm. he's painting this red hat on one of the characters in the painting, and he says, "Look, I've made a hat where there never was a hat." I'm getting teary. <laughs> You know, really sums up a lot of creative energy to me, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because everything tends to be recycled or, you know, new to you. But mm-hmm. uh, the whole manifestation of the uh, the art form is it's always been kind of spiritual and sort of amazing to me. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about I and you and how you're diving into the scenic design. Well, uh, they have the set in. I saw it yesterday. It's um, it's amazing. We just stood there. Joanne Johnson and I stood there for gaping. Joanne's the director. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you know the play at all? Yes, I read it. Yeah. It's very fascinating. It is fascinating, and uh, it's fascinating to read, and it's moving mm. to hear and watch happen mm-hmm. uh, because it's so unexpected. Um. And I won't, you know, give anything away except to say the playwright, as most playwrights, mm-hmm. suggest certain things to their script. And in this one, um, she wants the set to disappear or mm-hmm. appear to disappear mm-hmm. because the, the, the character's left in a void. She's not where she thought she was. Mm-hmm. So that's a challenge to a scenic designer to get, you know, hard objects to go away and mm-hmm. somehow mm-hmm. so i think we've come up with a really uh, really good solution uh i think it's going to surprise people mm. um i don't know what to say about it except that I, mean, I just approached it in that way uh because it was so shocking when i read it to realize that she really wants that to happen mm-hmm. and i don't know how other people have done it but um this is going to work for us really well, I think. Mm, so exciting. Um, the play deals with some issues about uh, illness. And yes. I wanted to bring up that you were diagnosed with ALS a little over a year ago. And while I would ordinarily, when I was thinking about bringing this up, I thought I would say tragically diagnosed, but there is so nothing tragic about how you approach your life. And I wanted no. to talk to you about that. And I know, okay. you know, that your artwork is going to be in the lobby at Artist Rep. 
and and you've been painting like nobody's business and also putting some of your work on uh, items of clothing. I have an incredibly exquisite scarf that you've made. Um, can you speak a little bit, a bit about that? About the, the, the diagnosis? Yes, and how you have, uh, d- you know, integrated what's happening to you physically with your life okay. as an artist. Well, first of all, as a person, um, I want to die as I have lived, hopefully, with as much grace and as possible humility. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when something comes out of left field like that, um, uh, you know, I'm not sure how other pe- people approach it, but I had to go to complete acceptance from the beginning. Otherwise, uh, I feel like I have a compulsive, addictive personality as an artist, and I would have just gone into this black hole and never gone out of it. Mm. So I decided the day after the diagnosis, there were things that I was going to do, and that was I was not going to stop working. I was not going to stop being social with my friends. I you know, those kinds of things. So that's what I've done. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. It's, um, it's not tragic. You're right. It's, it's not tragic. I think there are always silver linings. And somebody might say, well, what is that? Because it is basically is a death sentence. Um, you know, when you tell, when you hear somebody say you have six months or you two have two and a half years, you know, what do you do? Well, I've always tried to live in the moment, so right now I'm talking to you, you know, and after this I'm probably going to go to the studio and do something, but I don't live for the end of anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I can't do that because fear comes in, and fear to me is a secondary emotion, and I use it as a propellant Mm. to do other things. I mean, you should understand that, I'm sure. I've talked to lots of singers who you know they have incredible stage fright Mm -hmm. but they go out there and sing their hearts out Mm -hmm. and no one knows that that you know that's theirs but that stage fright is what propels them to do the best job they can do well it's such a a fallacy that any of us know how long we have but we live in this fantasy that we know Right. And when right. you, and I know sitting across the table from you and talking to you about this, you, you have information that gives you a, some ideas about what might happen. But you don't yes. even know that. No, I don't. They don't. Uh, doctors don't know very much about this disease in spite of the fact that it's really old. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't know where it comes from or what causes it necessarily. I have my ideas about my own life, but mm-hmm. I come from a really, come from a really, uh, old Appalachian stock. Uh, my family members have lived to ripe old ages. Mm. Uh, and so it was kind of shocking that something like this would come along because there's none of this in my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, one of my doctors, I mean, I kind of laugh about it. I mean, sometimes there's some humor because he says, well, you know, you know you're going to get hit by a Mack truck and you can read the license plate. <laughs> 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 you know? But I do know that there are things that could happen. Uh, Luckily, uh, I've been diagnosed with what's called brachial dysplasia, which means it may only affect my arms and uh, hands and shoulders, which it has already taken the shoulders. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, ALS tends to end with people not being able to breathe or swallow. Mm -hmm. And... uh, 
I just don't, you know, I don't look to those things. I don't, I'm not looking around the corner to see what's there. I'm just going around the corner, you know. <laughs> it's interesting because uh, I think you are offering an incredible gift. I mean, something that is hard for me to even put into words, and that is that you are straight talking about your situation. And you know how it is when someone tells you, you know, really rough news. It, it's like, how am I? How do I respond? What do I say? And you're challenging everyone in your circle and your artistic circle and your personal circle to be with you on this, to be right, right. to be real with you. And it's <laughs> it, it's it's an incredible challenge. And I think it's one of the big challenges of today for us all to jump on board with is being authentic with people and all what's really happening, not bullshit fantasy. Everything's great. You know, exactly. Exactly. You know, well, it belongs to me. Yeah. We all have stories. We all have our own particular journey. We all have some sort of affliction Mm -hmm. that we, you know, uh, so it's my, uh, it belongs to me. It's my journey. And I am inviting my friends along like I did before I even knew this was going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am an extremely blessed man to be surrounded by such close friends who have genuine concern about my well-being mm-hmm. every day of my life. Yes. Um, the hardest thing for me was to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And I think I said to one of my friends, Jane Fellows, the other day that um, I lose Something every day seems like, and everywhere I look, I need help with mm. everything. Mm. That's a really uh, strange place to be in for someone who has lived so independent, independently as I have all these years. Right. With the but, with your issue with the shoulders, how physically are you receiving help with your painting and this and uh, Yeah. Well, I have I have. Uh, uh, Dragon speak on the computer, you mm. know, uh, so I dictate writing when I can't push the keyboard. Mm-hmm. My shoulders are gone, which controls the arms and the hands. And some mornings I can sort of scribble my name. Other mornings I can't. Some days I can see myself. Some days I can't. Mm. It kind of comes and goes. But when I get into the studio, i got to tell you, Susanna, everything goes away. Oh. It, it, it's the most sacred place. I mean, I have trouble. I can't get up when I get down sometimes, mm. or I can't really hold the brush and paint like I did. But I have an assistant, Sammy Jones, and she's absolutely terrific. And she helps me, you know, manipulate the canvases and helps me mix the paint and stuff and do what I want to do. And I just jumped in. Mm. I don't think, had this, had this not happened to me, I would never have done these kinds of paintings. I was not there abstract. I was not trained as an abstract expressionist. I did mostly representational paintings. And now I have to paint with feeling hmm. and emotion in a lot in a lot different way. Hmm. So I just tackle it, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the paintbrush flies across the room and we laugh about it. And sometimes I pour too much paint on the canvas and don't know what to do with it. But, you know, it's a process, just like all creative project project it's mm. just a process to try to get to some place that you think you know, you've made a statement that mm. people might be uh, pleased with or want to know more about or whatever it is you're doing you know I want to tell everybody that you have a website and 
Is there a link to the clothing on that website, twstapleton.com? No, there isn't. Uh, there will be soon. I've gotten, uh, because these paintings are so new, I just had a, a professional photographer do photos of these for a new website that mm-hmm. I'm trying to develop. Mm-hmm. So that uh, the past is co- sort of gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I sort of turned things against the wall or gave them away or sold them or whatever and started new. Uh, mm-hmm. not trying to do anything that and want to look at the past. So I'm going to change that website. But the uh, link to it, if you want me to say it. Sure, is, that'd be great. Um, it's a shop, Vida, V-I-D-A, one word, shopvida.com. Type my name in the search bar and my page should come up. You don't, you don't want to miss these things. They're absolutely gorgeous. Oh, thank you very much, Susanna. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. And I, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, no, go ahead. So I have a couple of weird questions to ask you, okay. just to to sum everything up. What do you find most hopeful in these times? Hmm. Kindness, I think. Mm. No, I I believe in kindness. Mm. It doesn't take very much energy to be kind to someone. You're the living embodiment of it, just passing you in the hall. <laughs> as uh, as um, my husband Jackson would say, it doesn't take a lot of energy to give somebody a glass of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, so I'm hopeful with that. You know, mm. we live in a very strange time right now in a really complicated and sort of stunning world. And uh, I just, I've always felt that we need to look deeper inside ourselves and and know that we are all the same mm-hmm. and we all want to be heard and loved and those things, you know. So that's hopeful to me. Mm-hmm. What do you crave and how often do you crave it? <laughs> Good one. <laughs> what do I crave and how often do I crave it? Wow, that is such a good question. I guess... I crave to travel more. Maybe mm, mm-hmm. uh, I have done. I've done some traveling since this, but it's very difficult to travel with this uh, affliction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need a lot of help. I can't do it alone. Right. I crave that pretty much every day, but I also crave nature, and and that's also true of traveling. You know, mm-hmm. new horizons, new places, things I've never seen before. Uh, new stimulations, new people, new stories, all of that. Mm. So I think I crave all of that every day in my life. Mm. Where would you like to go? I'd like to go back to Mexico, believe it or not. Mm. Sounds I, nice. I, I've never been to Mexico. I went last uh, fall, last winter with my friends Jane and Steve, who have been angels to me. And I fell in love with... Uh, the Totos Santos, and, I, and it's an art community, and I really would like to go back and just hang out there some. Mm. Um, I've always wanted to go to Spain. I've never been to Spain. I have been to Europe, but mm-hmm. uh, that interests me a lot. Mm. Um, I don't know. The south of France, perhaps? Or, you know, well, that just, sounds good. Uh, yeah. Well, thank or, you. Believe it or- oh, go ahead. I was going to say, believe it or not, um, 
going south is always a treat for me when mm. I can go back to my to my roots. Your you people. Know, that, yeah, my people. Uh-huh. Thank you so much for talking to me today, Tim. It's just an absolute pleasure. Uh, you oh. can see Tim's work online at Shop Vita. You can look at his website, twstapleton.com. You can see his beautiful artwork in the lobby of Artist Repertory Theater this summer. And then you can see his scenic design at I and You, which will be opening at Artist Rep on May 20th. You are an incredible inspiration, a beautiful human and artist, and I love you. Thank you, Susanna. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Uh, I love you, too. You have a wonderful day. You, too. Bye. Bye.